right. Welcome to What's oh, Your Record, hot. episode four, where Jake is apparently going to drink tea at the beginning of every episode. Well, I did now. that we to spite Grady. Said, no, you were not doing a Jake you, drinking tea. You take. said it. Too bad. And you, you, you brought, you put you the brought idea out the beast. And it's fine. You did. I, wasn't even, I had another drink open that I should have been drinking from. Yeah, uh, you're drinking a Coke and a tea. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I'm tired. But yeah, uh, episode four, uh, a new record. That was terrible, <laughs> but it is. It's true. There are three new records. Um, how's yeah, it going, this I'm one, Jake? <laughs> this one was a good one because it was pick a different record with multiple languages on it. Was it a different language or just multiple? They had to use more than one language. Okay. Oh, I thought no, it was more just... than one language. Oh, okay. So I guess, sorry, yeah. it's been a few weeks since we've sat on these choices. So that's true. And they we were long albums. Real though. good. We sat on. Yeah, they were kind of long, weren't they? I mean, uh, I did pick Jake. the like deluxe edition of mine, so yeah. No, I think mine, mine approaches how much music can fit onto a CD. Yours uh, was a hundred and an hour and seventeen minutes, if yes, I it, remember. Yes, it was. And how many times did you listen to it through? Uh, fully one time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. That's <laughs> what I thought. Um, but Grady was right. Grady's album just had a lot of tracks. It was like yeah. average. It was, it was like a forty-two like, minute yeah. album. It wasn't. That I didn't even look yeah. how long mine. Couldn't was. even go a full hour. <laughs> Did you look how long mine was? No. Uh, yours was so long, Tyler. Like I saw it, and I was just minutes. like, I couldn't. Oh, wow. hour and fifteen. No, fifty. I think it was oh, about 50. fifty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Looks like That's Jake had bad. the longest one with a uh, seventy-seven minutes. It's Jake pretty, wins the pretty good size. Longest. Yeah. Pick. Longest pick. Uh, but I will not be going first because uh, I won last week. In case anyone forgot. So what? Uh, what is our record? I have won once. I have won once. And I have not won once. Womp, this is your womp. week, Tyler. Yeah, you can do hopefully. it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll Rise see. above. A new hope. Even though Anthony did kind of pick. Okay, but that's your cousin. No, actually, he yeah. picked mine. Grady's, technically. Yeah. Oh, he, he did? Mine. He said he liked the Blues Breakers one, but he hadn't heard Foxes in Fiction, so he wanted to And that's that collusion one. anyway, because he didn't even mention his feelings on mine. He just talked about you guys and the whole being he, related He graciously kind of... avoided mentioning yours oh. that was uh on our that was a reply to our one of our instagram stories by the way in case you guys don't follow us on instagram we we have one of those now so we do go we follow made, us there we yes. made one of those and we did a survey and nobody is following us so pretty much nobody voted on it except anthony which thank you anthony for participating and giving us your feedback he is our cousin by the way because yeah, anthony it is cool to hear what people are thinking about these episodes and it's cool to hear that people are listening to the spotify playlist beforehand because that is the goal is to familiarize yourself with the records and then once you listen to our feedback on them you can be like oh i totally get that or oh i totally disagree with those assholes and then but pick mine it's um, also not ba- a bad thing to listen to the podcast and then go back and listen to the albums and be like oh okay that's what they were talking about but yeah, we exactly. don't recommend listening to both of them at the same time it's gonna be <laughs> yeah. really confusing you can try it might be yeah. like that dark side of the moon wizard of oz type of deal well maybe. you turn the sound off for wizard of oz and uh, you listen to dark side of the moon instead oh we did that's that what yeah. i did wrong see I oh, had yeah, both of the sounds no, on. Uh, no, you know you fucked up. It's like yeah. uh, it's like that flaming rip, uh, lips record, Zyrica, where you had to play like all four CDs at the same time. Ooh, the flaming somebody... rips is a good <laughs> tribute band name. <laughs> the though. flaming rips. <laughs> <laughs> the flaming rips sounds yeah, like someone lighting their farts on fire. <laughs> wow, flaming you rips. you went there. Nice, you went there. Hey, trying I mean, to be I just... an adult. I mean, uh, contemporary podcast over here. That's one of the genres I want to put on SoundCloud. We are adult <laughs> contemporary. All right. Oh, anyway, man. let's uh, let's do this uh, shindig. 
So, Tyler, you're going first. Uh, please tell me how to pronounce the name of the band you picked. All right. I'll probably butcher most of these pronunciations because they are a little little difficult um, for my Western interpretation of language here. But, uh, yeah, this, is an, this was a really interesting one for me. I, I struggled with this pick for several days. And then you poor thing. it just clicked, and I was like, "Oh, this is definitely the one." What was um, your What was your other choice? If I might ask. I was gonna do the Empress of album, the most recent one. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Why not our first one? That I don't know. Better. I, I just I know it's better, but I don't know just to have I something guess... recent, like really recent. <clears throat> Her new one does have more Spanish singing on it. I yeah, think. it has more. It has more. Anyway, Tyler, influence. what's your record? Okay, so. My pick. I, I'm actually glad I picked this one because I have a lot to say about it. So I'll try to try to keep it brief. He but the actually pick, typed notes. I typed notes this time. Uh, the pick is by a band called Tinarwin, and the record's called Cecily, I believe. Uh, it came out in 2011, and it actually won a Grammy in 2012. Wow. Um, so it won Best Group in uh the songlines music music awards in 2012 and then following that it won a grammy for best world music album of that year best boy band which we will talk about (laughs) world music uh when it's time to talk about that i have some questions (laughs) yeah so uh i don't know we can get into favorite tracks in a minute but the one that i'm gonna play for you guys is called takim tasem uh sorry tenere takim tasem so very authentic again that's a that's probably a butchered pronunciation i mean they say they say that in the track they sing that in the track quite a bit so you can listen to it and hear the real way they say it but anyways so yeah this track's uh one of my favorites off the record i think it's the most fitting to play because it has both of the languages it has the native language on the record which is uh called tamashik um and that's uh, like a Saharan uh, African dialect language. And then it has English because it's featuring the singers from TV on the radio, Kit Malone and Tunde. Uh, and so... Tunde. Yeah, I'm not even sure how to say Tunde's last name. Uh, Adekimbe, maybe? Adekimbe? Harambe. So. Anyway, so uh, here is Tenere Takit Tasam. Ich hab die Teams 
jealous desert Why can't you see You are a treasure I've seen the world I love you better Oh, turn away You are the treasure of What did you guys think of that track? Did you like that track? Was that the first track? That's Second one. Third. Third, third track. Oh. Yeah. I, I like that uh, that last song. It's one of my favorites on the album. Um, I think that uh, when the singer from TV on the radio comes in, it's like a nice little change. I think his voice fits well with their voices, too. Yeah. Um, like his style, his style of singing fits well. Uh, with their music and and their i mean tv on the radio has they have a lot of like influence from like uh african music as well right yeah so they they kind of have that vibe a little bit but obviously much more modern sounding and than this but yeah um but yeah i think he fits well i think it's a good song um one of my favorites on on the album i think i listened to the album twice all the way through and i swear the first time that i listened to it i was driving and i was stuck in traffic and i was you, digging you missed it. all the english no oh, not, that's no, what i was gonna say no, that's what grady that. said no wait what grady's like i didn't even hear english the first time i listened to it it's yeah, very no. light on the english yeah it is okay yeah There's well like, i guess it actually songs. barely i'm yeah. just learning that now then i guess i didn't really pay attention to that but no I, I was sitting down at my kitchen table today and that's when i first like i looked up while i was listening to that track i'm like holy shit, that sounds like the guy from TV on the radio. Like, it did not even <laughs> register the first time I listened to it. And then I went and got on the old wiki. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it was the guy from TV on the radio. Yeah. Um, he had, I mean, both of the singers from TV on the radio have very unique sounding voices. I mean, TV on the radio as a band is has a pretty unique sound to me, at least in my opinion. But Totally. Um, but yeah, I like that track. Um, it's one that I put a star next to. I'm a little notepad here. Nice. Uh, but... Yeah, this song, I mean, the whole album has this vibe. It seems very, um, like, friends coming together to jam. Yeah. Like, it's got a very live feeling, like, almost like we're all in a circle doing it or whatever. This is like a like a like a group on the fly thing all in a circle like, doing it i yeah. i have in my notes it almost has a live feeling to it oh, okay well, well that's that. that's interesting that you guys uh point that out because it was like i have a lot in to talk about or something in a cave yes something like that i think okay that's so about this. let's not stare so producer crazy. ian brennan oh, <laughs> um who is an american producer he's based in san francisco he's like known for doing field recordings of musicians producing albums on the fly kind of like live um anyway he travels searches con- for countries and languages whose music is underrepresented internationally again kind of like focuses on the more live in the field type recording um so he's like the bono of recording engineers i guess but he they got i don't know who i couldn't find out who chose who like if he came to them i assume he came to them um to record this record but he stated that it was the least overdubbed most live band centric and song oriented record they have done so basically the whole thing was live improvised and it was recorded without walls in the middle of a desert like if you watch a couple of the videos they're like in tents with like generators for the to produce power and like they're just like sitting around a fire drinking tea like in the middle of the sand like as in powerful or like 
in, in space tents. Well, they like, like set up the, the recording gear under like tents. Okay, I think. Under it tent. got yes. intense in those tents. It, it was That's intense. Was it was so clarify. intense. Yes. Okay. But the musicians, I think, were more like sitting around a fire, like in the open sky, open, you know, desert, no walls or whatever. But I think it's cool because without walls around them, the musicians were able to like more freely interpret mu- the music and improvise and explore where the music was taking them. I mean, as one of the band members actually said, you think differently when there are no walls around you. You think, uh, sorry, you think differently when there are walls around you. In the desert, the freedom is total. So and these, cold at night. It's very yeah, hot. Yes, I think, yeah, I think very differently. Like, man, it's nice with these walls around me. I'm glad that I live in a place where I can control the temperature. Yeah, they actually did some recordings in Joshua Tree uh, National Park, which I thought was interesting, but. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of For their this early, album. Um, you know, I'm not sure if that was this no, one. I think it's I was or reading, one of the I think later ones. Later. Yeah, I think it is later. But they recorded a lot of their music in the middle of nowhere. I mean, these guys are known for like traveling around. I mean, they're they're from like a nomadic type of culture, and they are just kind of free roaming. They have acoustic guitars, electric guitars running on generated power, all kinds of stuff like that. So it's a pretty interesting band, but. I wanted to point out that they actually started in 1979. So, oh fuck, so yeah, they're been he, around. He's old. Yeah, so the main dude, um, his name is Ag Al Habib. Uh, I think it's Ibrahim Ag Al Habib. He so he got his first real guitar in 1979 when he was a kid. He actually saw his father get assassinated in front of him at the age of three, and then joined this uh, kind of rebel culture or society called the Tuareg people uh and they kind of traveled around they're like nomadic uh people from the Sahara Desert specifically from Mali and so he I guess at some point when he was a kid made like a makeshift guitar out of uh, a bicycle brake wire and resonant wood uh, classic yeah so it's that's like a, a little more complicated <laughs> than the Kleenex box with some rubber bands that I remember making but that's yeah, you know make exactly. do with what you got but I mean, it's crazy. Like his story is is nuts, and like a lot of the band members, especially the early band members, these guys are like they're living the reality of what they're singing about. I mean, it's kind of like these dudes are are seriously fighting in military rebellions. I mean, they're like and growing in up the, in like in refugee camps. I read like yeah. it was pretty. It was a pretty yeah. interesting story for sure. And and it's like brutal. I mean, these guys live a life of like hardship and sadness, and so. The way that the music is written and the, especially the lyrics, they definitely reflect that. Um, the Tamashik language translates as the people of the deserts or the desert boys. So that's, or sorry, in Tamashik, that's what the band name translates to is the people of the desert or the desert boys. So Tinarwin is, is the desert boys. Um, and they kind of have had like a bunch of rotating members. They've had younger dudes older dudes uh women in the band i mean tons of different stuff um tons of different rotation of members and styles and influences which is really cool but uh i also wanted to kind of talk about the style of music itself so this style is called a souf which is kind of a sufyan newer. <laughs> yeah uh, sufyan, sufyan. uh this is a sufyan yeah. um but it's a newer it's it's a generally a newer style of music it it started in the early 1980s and it came from this style of nomadic desert living in in africa so it's 
mainly features acoustic guitars and some electric guitars, but it's centered around the guitar. It actually, the other names for the genre or the type of music is uh, guitare, uh, guitara, teshimura, which is stands for desert blues or Touareg rock. So it's, it's a music that came directly from this specific culture of rebels called the Touareg people. So it's pretty unique. Um, but wow. I think the desert blues comparison is kind of interesting because see, I like that a lot more. Cause that's when you go to their page or whatever, it says desert blues and then world music. And I just think like the genre of world music, like using that as the title kind of and dumb. trying to put it as, yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid. It just means anything like, that's not like from the U S yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, like what okay. I was going to ask him like, well, okay, so what do they call it down there? Like, yeah. But now I know well, Tyler answered that. No. But I'm just like world music is so like the but, name calling everything outside the U S world music is so stupid. Well, but that, so that's what I'm trying to say though, is that they actually don't like desert blues either because what that says to them is that it's a, they're taking a westernized term of the blues and applying it to their music right and they're like well yeah but it doesn't draw any real influence from the blues they said they'd never even heard uh, western or american blues until they started traveling like globally in like 2001 Mm -hmm. so i mean it is desert blues in terms of what we've genrefied it as is that a word? Genre. Uh, it's pronounced gentrified. <laughs> gentrified. Yeah, it's a very serious. Words again. Yeah, Sorry. Very serious it's, issue. It's a. It's a word. It's a genre that that we've created in the Western world. So. Oh, genrefied. Yeah, you know, we, <laughs> we genrefied it. Yeah. Hey, come on. It's 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 it's, it's a stretch, but it's there. What was the other word you sort of made up? The first episode. Hey, I did not make that up. Specialness. The specialness. That's a real word. Look it up. This specialness. is the specialness of genrefying. Yeah. The specialness. That should be a record name. Get anyway. down with the specialness. So, so if you were to ask them, they would say that they play a Suf music. That's like the traditional word for it. Yeah, Desert I mean, blues, that's... I mean, they're. I guess they're okay with it, but that's kind of the thing that we've come up with. But I mean, it, it, obviously their music is rooted in their own culture, and it's like, why should we put labels from right. Western culture. Yeah, no, tell me what music. to call it. It's like, just, yeah, I just don't ask know. them what yeah. they want to call it. Like, for sure. Call it that. For sure. And that, and that's what this music is about. I mean, it's, it's really about their, the culture of, of the Tuaregs and the music is so interwoven with each other. And it's, it's about the culture making the music, but also the music making their culture because, um, it really represents the pain, the loneliness of the desert, the hardships they go through. And, and like the music itself is focused around guitars, but also focused around the lyrics and the vocal melodies of expressing that sort of life and and how that is. And it's also about sharing that with other cultures that may not experience a life like that. So it's a uh, that's where the like world music comes in. Is like it is supposed to be music to be shared with other cultures to be bonded over. Um, but anyway, so their manager, who's a writer for Al Jazeera. His name's Andy Morgan. Um, I thought that was interesting. I, I originally read the Al Jazeera article, and then I was like, oh, this guy's also their manager. Um, but anyway, he says, Touareg Society has only one homegrown, or has, yeah, has only one homegrown and genuinely universal means of communicating both itself and with the outside world, and that's music. So, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... I just wanted to talk about this because this record is really significant to me of a type of music that I had never heard of, never heard of anything from this region of the world. And it actually, like, I really like it. I think 
Me what? too. I think you guys, as Grady was saying, and Jake was saying with the Desert Blues, like it does have similarities to the Western Blues. I mean, picking patterns, call and response vocals, modes, you know, certain modes, minor modes. Um, but it's very much its own thing. But it's like, its own thing, for I sure. I thought it was, from the first song, like when I put it on, and I was not in a happy situation, I was like, I just left Clorinda, my drummer's house, after practice and i realized that i forgot the mixer that i was going to use to make real rocker theater with james so i had to turn around and sit in traffic like right as i was pulling oh. my driveway she's like did you need this mixer and i was just like shit and it was like five <laughs> o'clock and i was like well now's a perfect time to start listening to those albums that i have to listen to for this podcast so i just put it on with like no i looked at like how many tracks it was and i was like god damn it tyler like you picked another long one um but i dug it um cool like the vibes are super cool said it uh what did i put it's great music to smoke opium to i didn't do that that was just the vibe that i got i was just like uh you know i could see being in a in an opium den in like a in a railroad town and uh you know unloading after working all day it's funny because when i listen to it i actually or i often drive to this like this is like my road one of my road oh it's cool yeah roll the window down just like bobbing your head i i dug i dug all of it the guitar was super super cool um it was minimal but like not like it's what it needed like i said it felt like they were very close while they were playing it um the one thing that i didn't do with this because it's like the other you'll see the other picks or whatever like feature the spanish language which i'm somewhat familiar with like i didn't look up any of the lyrics oh like for this like translating or anything and i don't know if i should have or whatever but i mean like the vibes were just super cool and i dug it and i kind of just like i sung along with it like doing like nonsense words like i don't know if you ever do that like if you don't know the words you kind of just like (laughs) sing along most of mine are like really inappropriate and like sexual like i'll say you know like dirty boner a lot or something (laughs) like in the melody uh but not to take away that I don't take it seriously. That's just what I was doing. And I didn't feel the need, like, that I needed anything more. Like, I was like, oh, shit, I don't get it. Like, maybe if I read the words, yeah, I'll well, connect with it more. The vibes were just like, I I really dug this. I thought it was super interesting. So, okay, so, I mean, it's funny you bring that up because I did pull a translation just because I know it's so, like, no one's going to listen to this and really know that language unless you're from that specific region. So um, I pulled it like a short translation just to give people an idea of what the lyrics are about. So uh, this song, Friends of My Country, is another one of theirs. It's called Imadinwan Winnikalan. Anyway, it translates to Friends of My Country, I Live in Exile. I fight against my thoughts. I'm losing my grip on the world, but I never forget my goal nor the sisters who I left behind. In the land of my loved ones, where my memory was still vivid, I am a motherless land now, and my soul burns with unhappiness. I consume my heart with the smoke of cigarettes, and it amplifies my pain. Well, so it's that's pretty dark. Depressing. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's really depressing. Dark. Also, uh, none of it rhymed. So, uh, well, no, I'm okay, just, I'm, just no, I'm being a dick. <laughs> Translation. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I know. I know. Um, got yeah, it. Got was, it. But yeah, sad. so it, let me talk. A it's bit about definitely, okay. it's definitely dark. Yeah. Grady. So, yeah, I mean, you guys have talked a lot about kind of the points I had, but I I really like how the sounds are rendered on this album. You know, it has a live feel, but it also feels intimate. Yeah. Like, um, they recorded it well, and they feel very close. For sure. Um, They feel very tight as a band. Like, it doesn't, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like it was very rehearsed. It was like, it almost feels like they just sat down and were like, we already know our shit. We know exactly how we play together, and we're gonna do it. Almost well, like how when a really good jazz like quartet or something sits down and plays, like yeah. they just know 
how to go off of each other's rhythms and so forth. Well, I wonder how that went down with with Kip and the and Tunde like joining in because oh yeah, I don't know. It must have been like a cultural experience for them. Because, Probably. Yeah, I, I'm sure they they just kind of were like observed them and were like and knew when to come in. Right. I'm sure um, they smoked opium and they just they <laughs> felt it, which is what um, I was saying. But yeah, the, the I really like the guitar playing. Um, it was really unique to that culture, to that style. Um, I thought it was really interesting in all the songs. And there's even some like pretty catchy little guitar and vocal melodies on it that I caught that kind of had were stuck in my head for a while. Yeah, that's interesting because it's hard to like remember the lyrics or like Jacob said, you saying you like sing along, but you're not really saying real words. So, but then you can remember the melodies. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah. So, well, touching on the lyrics, um, I, I didn't go and research what what they translated to. Whew, okay. Um, I but I they I think they worked really well with the rhythms in the music. So like mm-hmm. the there was a lot of this kind of like almost foot stomping rhythms where you kind of just like want to bob your head to it or like you know it's very forward uh feeling the way that the the songs it's like, the 10-day drum forget, dude. yeah um it's that style of percussion that does it but i think the lyrics really complement that well yeah they they like the way the in, the um the the phrasing is with the with that language mm-hmm. it works super well with the rhythms yeah um so like you don't need to know like exactly what the words are you kind of just remember them based on that phrasing and based on that rhythm that's actually a really interesting thing that i have never thought about is i always listen to music in english pretty much i mean it's rare like like i said i struggled with picking a record that had multiple languages on it because it's like not in my normal listening genre listening playlist or whatever but uh noticing that in this language which i understand zero of it that you can still notice the songwriting is really good because of the way he's phrasing things. Yeah. And it's like it's like in English when you hear a song that's like clearly phrased poorly, it's like, oh, yeah, it's not really a well-written song. Like he's trying to jam a bunch of words in there and it's not really working out. I mean, your lyrics can like kind of be shit nonsense and if you phrase them properly yeah. and sing them right, it's like it doesn't really matter. Like For sure. Wow. Like you one just of described my f- most of the stuff on the radio. <laughs> like well, one of okay, one well, of my well, favorite I struggle lyricists. with that songwriting too because it's like when I'm tr- trying to write a song, I'm like, yeah, but it has to be poetic. It has to say something. It has to make sense. And it's like, well, yeah, but you don't have to be Bob Dylan. Well, like you can write stuff that's nonsensical, but Bob right, well, Dylan writes tons well. of nonsense. But yeah, go ahead. Go what? Ahead. A, thank you. <laughs> one of my favorite lyricists is James Mercer from The Shins. At least some some of his lyrics. Oh, never I, mind. I don't want you to talk anymore. Well, okay. Well, I maybe not <laughs> in today, but he it definitely used to be like five or six years ago. He's one of my favorite lyricists, and most of the shit he says doesn't make any sense. But I think that the way he says it and the way he writes his songs around his lyrics is, like, really smart. Yeah. And then that, and I think that makes his lyrics work really well. And same with, like, Dave Longstreth from uh, Dirty Projectors. His lyrics oftentimes make little sense, but he's a very smart person, so he knows how to build songs around that and make them very, very good. For sure. I think that's a really good point. And it's interesting being in another language, how you can still hear it. Is, is kind of my point to it to that when you know you know yeah when all you right know, you know so that's teen arwen uh yeah. should we move on to jake's pick yeah mm-hmm. let's do it mars volta my name's jake and i'm an alcoholic um, no sorry <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong meeting <laughs> wrong meeting uh, okay yeah so my my pick i picked uh francis the mute by the mars volta uh, history wise like it's their second album they uh, I forget how many of them came from At The Drive-In. After At The Drive-In broke up, that was the next project of 
Omar and Cedric and Francis the Mute is their second album as we pointed out it is really fucking long um and uh yeah there's kind of a concept that goes through it i was reading that uh that a lot of the names like a lot of the tracks are like named after people or whatever uh one of the dudes that was in the band he was a repo man uh for his main job or whatever and he stumbled across uh, a diary in the back seat of a car that he was repossessing and he read it (laughs) and noticed that there were a lot of similar or picked out the similarities between the person's diary it was and his own experiences like they were both um (laughs) adopted and had experiences i guess like looking for who their biological families were so a lot of the names are from uh this person's diary that he found in the back of the car that's crazy yeah it's very interesting um i got into them or i found out about them because they were opening for system of a down in 2005 when this album came out and i asked my dad to take me to go see them at the long beach arena and he said no uh, so fuck you dad uh just kidding i love you rico uh, i got to see system of down many years later but i've never seen the mars volta uh live um wow, but yeah fan <laughs> wait they so don't... which which track are you gonna play from this one because i don't even know uh lvl vasquez with john frashante shred in that lead solo yeah i did not know that yeah flea's on here too playing the trumpet on some of them yeah so okay do you want to play it from the yeah let's go let's go from there all right here it is Dude, I love that track. Fucking face melter. Like, he, Frashante shreds the shit so, out of that. Now um, that you said that that's him playing that, it, like, actually makes me kind of bummed because I, like, love Omar Rodriguez Lopez as a guitar player. And it's like. You don't think he gets enough time during the 35 I mean, minute final track no, where he's just shredding? No, no, he all does. Over he does. Place. It's just, I love that riff, like, that opening riff. And I was like, oh that's so sick that's uh, but whatever it it's, doesn't matter i like john Frusciante too yeah. he's, he's a good guitar player too, um anyway so 
we were we were trying to be silent. Uh, I'm sure it'll make it out of the final mix anyway. Trying to figure out like how long should we let the song go because it's got that long intro, or whatever. That's kind of like noise, and there's a and lot. It's also of, 12 minutes. Notice long. a couple of weird intros on these songs. Yeah, um, and I'll I'll get into that. But the reason why I felt it was important to like do that uh, is I went back and I well I didn't go back like you know when you go on a Wikipedia or whatever and it like if it's an older album it like collects like all the reviews that came out like at the bottom like what every website or magazine gave it when it came out oh, yeah, this came yeah. out in 2005 Pitchfork gave this a 2 out of 10 <laughs> um, and the dude was just basically go- I don't think this guy writes there anymore in good riddance because well, he doesn't sound very fucking cool in, what back in 2005 no hey, no you, way yeah well anyway uh, he was saying that no amount of weed or acid could make this like good or whatever and he like pretended wow. like he liked the first record yeah which is bullshit because weed and acid would make this record even better you don't <laughs> need it to enjoy it but I was gonna say if Tyler's record was for smoking opium I would definitely take acid uh, to properly enjoy this record uh, but it's good without I mean, it. but um he ho- complained a lot you're in the right mindset yeah prior. i mean i i wouldn't give this album a two out of ten but well i know I, th- we'll get to it but yeah, I, oh, I, yeah that's will. almost as low as the uh jet as jet's second album no, that was a, like where a they, zero, they gave it a zero and it was just a video of a monkey peeing on himself and yeah at least they mouth. wrote about this but he <laughs> at was least giving, they wrote about it he was giving crap about like the intros and stuff like that and the electronic elements like going on too long and i just feel like i don't know that definitely became more popular now and there are way less talented worthy people that get like critical acclaim for the soundscapes that they create or whatever but um yeah yeah the way this album was recorded was super cool uh omar basically like taught each other musician they like worked on it one-on-one and then they all got together to play their parts together for the first time like never send each other anything like it was him going from person to person and they recorded it like that too Hmm. uh lyrically one of the things that they do is he creates, like, he collects televisions, like, old TVs and shit, and he builds a giant wall, and then him and Cedric hang out, like, watching, like, a bunch of different movies, like, all at the same time on this wall of TVs, and Cedric just writes while he's watching them. Well, that's Uh, a new one. (laughs) A lot of them are super nonsensical, he says. A lot of them are first take, like, gibberish words sometimes or whatever. Um, See, Grady? He makes up words, too, all right? Yeah, he does. I don't know if it's a Um, good thing in that case. But, uh... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. At the top, like, it got put on a list of, like, top... It's, like, number 18 out of the top 40 cosmic rock albums, which I didn't even know Ooh, was... Yeah. Like, just naming genres. Like, what's cosmic rock? Cosmic sound, rock, come on. It's, like, not about space. Like, but is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But maybe it's, it's a, like, talking about the cosmos. But I, I guess. I don't know. I think, like, it's definitely progressive, and <laughs> it's got a bunch of different stuff going on. He said... Uh, rock, rock. He wanted to make something that sounded a little rock. bit like King King Crimson or Miles Davis Bitches Brew, yeah. and especially mm-hmm. the ones at the mm-hmm. end that feature the the brass section the and the horn. Did you say like it was Flea playing trumpet on one of the tracks? Yeah, on one of the last tracks, whichever one there's trumpet That's on. So I know there's a funny. few of them, but but yeah, like definitely when I hear the horns, like it totally reminds me of Bitches Brew. Hey and, Flea, can uh, you be on our record? Oh, but you're not gonna play bass. You're gonna play trumpet. And he's actually a good trumpet player though. Um. The album is technically, because I have it on CD or whatever, but it's technically only five tracks. That's the way they mm. wanted to do it. Like, a lot of, on Spotify, it's, all the The last track is split up. Is all split up yeah. or whatever. So it's fucked up because <laughs> it's five tracks, but it reaches 77 minutes, so the record company totally screwed them on paying them, saying, like, well, Ooh. it's five songs, so technically it's only an EP, so you what? don't get an album's worth of pay, oh, even geez. though wow. it That's could barely bullshit. fit on a CD. But, um, yeah... 
I think they're really cool. I love the Mars Volta. I mean, the only thing I'll say is, like, I've watched live footage of them because I've always wanted to see them. Uh, Cedric can't hit a lot of this shit live. Like, I think he's, like, he's better suited to being, like, them doing at the drive-in live right now because it's punkier and more raw. Because, like, he sounds great on the album, the, the high shit that he hits, but... Yeah, took a lot of takes, apparently. Yeah, I guess Maybe. so. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I know, Tyler, I know you've heard this record, uh, but I was interested to see what, what Grady would think about yeah, it. Let, so let's start with... Why, uh, why don't we well, start with, with Grady's? Grady's. <laughs> All right, well, opinion. I do have some thoughts on this record. Um, I will start off by saying it's definitely a very ambitious record. Um, okay. There's a lot of ideas happening here. That's for certain. You are so. I love you, Grady. You're so positive. Um, <laughs> the songs had a lot of like forward momentum, a lot of like really driving energy in them, uh, which I appreciated. But honestly, I could not really get into this album very much. Okay. Um, I I think having the songs that were like over ten minutes long back to back was just really draining for me for like especially for this type of music yeah um and like some of them didn't really have like usually in songs that are that long that are like in the prog rock genre they usually have movements and they slowly build up between movements and this it was like kind of just like like some of the songs had like two movements and they just kind of oscillated back and forth um and so it was just like by the end i was like kind of tired from them um, you sound just like that asshole on Pitchfork, Grady. I wouldn't give this. I wouldn't give this album a, a two point That's pretty fucking ridiculous. Like, there's obviously a lot of good like ideas here, a lot of talent in the musicianship, yeah, a lot of talent um, for sure. But yeah, but personally, like, I don't know. It was hard for me to get into. I, I also really didn't like his voice. I'm gonna be honest. I did not. It's like It's one of the biggest yeah. detractors. I feel yeah, like for people. Yeah. I, I, told I, my I didn't dad, like yeah. the timbre of it. It just it came yeah. off like. It's very shrill. Kind of shrill, almost yeah. grating to me in a way. Like, not to the point where I can't listen to it. Like, there are voices out there that I physically cannot listen to without having to turn them off. This was not one of them. But it was just, like, some of the songs was a little weird, especially when he put weird vocal effects on his vocals. Yeah. That was, I was just like, ooh. Like, I love that, though. Really? Ugh, I, I, I think like I know which track you're talking about where he um, it's, it's a little robotic. As far as the sounding. guitar playing goes, it felt very flashy to me. Um, in both a good way and a bad way. Like, there were parts where I was like, oh, damn, that person's shredding, but also Thank you. Yes, times does. where I was like, okay, but what is it doing for me? Not really that much. It's definitely a little indulgent. Yeah, uh, but a, a little bit. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> like, I would definitely say, I mean... Is this is this considered, like, is the Mars Volta considered a super group or not really? Mm, no, would, not... I mean, like, it's... Because I, I know like, they've come from, like, at the drive-in, and then, I mean, I know Omar does his own thing. But I don't. I think it's just mainly that it's it's, and I have to confirm how many of them came over from at the drive-in or whatever. But there was two other dudes that I think went on and formed the band Sparta after yeah. at the drive-in. So that was the split or whatever. So, but I will say though, I did really like the drumming. Oh, John John Theodore is fucking some cool drumming on, on most of the songs, and I think that is what honestly provided the most like variance for me because a lot of the guitar tones and and playing was like very similar throughout the songs uh but the drumming was like very unique um but, but there were you know elements in each song that i liked i like in um la via 
or whatever that's called. Yeah, the one song's we called. The one we played. Yeah. The, the later in the song goes into like this Latin breakdown. Dude, the, I love that. Do, do, Wait, do, let do, me talk do, about do, that. I really second. like that do. that part. Uh, I don't. Again, his vocals kind of ruin it for me a little bit, but the like idea where it gets that all part, whispery. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hold, yeah. Hold on. But I really so, like that part. Would you um, say that that the Latin breakdown that Grady's speaking of is that traditional Mexican music or mariachi or like where did where did uh, what do you call that? No, see, I think that's more straight up like you know, like it's an influence of his or whatever. But I definitely think it's been tweaked. I don't know if modern is the right word, but he's definitely like fitted into his rockier style where yours no, but, like sounds like you know, it's straight up. They're from there. They're playing that music. Like no, but the original source is oh. it Mexican or is it Spanish? Like, what's the? I don't want to be insensitive or wrong and get that wrong, so I have no idea. Well, cause, yeah, so because Omar on his on his solo stuff, he does a lot more of that where he's like playing yeah. guitar and then he puts in this sample of like this lat like what Grady said Latin breakdown. We'll call it. But it's like he's like doing a call and response with it, which is like this original source that he's like fucking with and, and manipulating like with sounds and with effects. But then he's also like shredding guitar to it or like in response to it. And it's super cool. I love I love that like concept. Yeah. And I'll say with this one, too, that I mean, I'm sure I have at some point because I've been listening to this album for a long time, like looked up the lyrics. But this time around when I was taking notes, like I didn't do any translations, but like my Spanish is just on par enough where i can get like you know maybe 40 to 50 percent of the words or whatever if they're clear and not all muddled by effects and shit like that um yeah but yeah i think well i know it's a spanish word that's used in a lot of songs is cuerpo which means like body i believe yeah it's just such it sounds so good to sing and it's I, don't know. I know he also talks about but like he says culo or something one time because i was playing this in class when <laughs> i was teaching one time and you know a lot of my students could speak spanish or whatever and then that part came on they're just like whoa maison like what are you listening to and i was just like i don't know what he's saying about the butt but it was enough for these kids to like look up to music that they don't like at all and then they hear I that got and they're their like attention. oh yeah i was just like oh shit um so what is your favorite track grady if you um, had to pick a favorite what did i put down because I picked the track we played, La Vie La, La Viquez. Is that how you say it? Viquez? I think the one I'm I a, did. I'm a bad I, Mexican. You know I can't. Okay. And then the other one I really like is Famine Pulse. Okay. I was going to say Famine Pulse. Um, but there was the opening, one part. I think part, that's the one with the opening guitar that's super One sick. part in Famine Pulse that I did not like. But I do like really? that song the most. I liked Famine Pulse because it's the most cohesive to me. Yeah. Which which that. is good and bad to me. Because I, I dig the like chaotic driving energetic like progressiveness of the other tracks i mean i know you said it's like it what did you say was it grinding you down grading <laughs> grading well he was, was saying his voice okay. was grating. sorry i was imagining like a cheese grater and gr- i don't yeah know, no i got but, you i got you uh i actually like that element to this record because i think a lot of prog bands or a lot of we'll call it cosmic rock i don't know yeah whatever this a lot of people in the same vein or in this genre they they don't do that enough to where they like they it's too open and it's too stretched whereas this i feel like they are long but what they're doing is like so thought out and so you mean land and you mean that four minute long intro in that one song where it's just like 
white noise okay, for well, four minutes, and I'm, I'm like, not ca- counting, can the song start, though? I'm not counting the intros. Hey, I'm it's counting, all like, part of the cinematic experience of the album. I yeah, thought my, my, my phone was elements. broken when I when that song. I was like, hello, is this on? <laughs> no, okay, so take the intros out, but, like, the, the part where the band is playing together, to me, what I hear on this record a lot is, like, the drums and guitars working together so well, and, like, it's so tight. But I think, I think it's just amazing how you can plan that amount of detail out between a drummer and a guitarist. That's rare to me. It's more of like one of them shredding at a time. It's like, oh, okay, this is the section where the guitar player shreds. And then, oh, we're going to break and give a drum solo, right? But this is like simultaneous, just like blasting. They're both shredding and they're doing it for like minutes at a time. And it's like, and it's not just, but it's also not noise or chaos. It's like planned simultaneous shredding between multiple instruments and that to me is what what makes this stand out from like another band in the same genre yeah um i don't know i like it i like the half hour ending track probably more than i like sufjan's impossible soul oh i would like it like well i I figured which is why i brought that up that song is great yeah sufjan uh, pitchfork would be all over impossible souls dick but wait what how, what is the connection there? That they're both really long. They're, oh, okay. Impossible okay. Souls like 25 minutes. Long All I could think band. when Sufjan played them, like, dude, you could have played like at least two or three other songs or like an extended jam. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, the album's good. My favorite track is the first one, the Singus Visman Singus is yeah, all appara- over the place. Apparently that song cool. is about an HIV positive, positive male prostitute. Yes, I read, I read that. And you know, that's like, fine. Hmm. Yeah, the, the lyrics, like it's... I don't know with like it's kind of conceptual like cuz I cuz it's a lot of the lyrics come out of that or that book the diary or whatever but I don't think there's an overall narrative but from what I do understand coming out of it there's some interesting narratives going on within those tracks and uh yeah Mars Volta fucking rule <laughs> All right let's move on to Grady's pick and see what he has Young to say. Grady Okay so... and that's all the time we have <laughs> tune in next week I'm kidding so, um, my pick was uh, Elado Negro uh, with the album This Is How You Smile, which is his newest album. Um, the artist's name, real name is Roberto Carlos Lang. Newest what, what year? So, this, remember how last week uh, I was like, my one of my other suggestions was an album that's come out within the last like month or so? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I kind of cheated because this album came out in March of this year, so nice. a little more than a month ago. No way ago. to keep it contemporary, <laughs> yo. But, I, I mean, once we picked this theme, I was like, oh, shit, this album came out. Uh, I've been enjoying it a lot, and it is a multilingual album. So, I was like, why not pick it? Did you notice how the album cover, the words are, like, forming a smile? Yeah. I like that. I like the album cover. Wait, who's on? The, who's in the photo though? Do I'm not know? sure. I would guess it's him and his one of his family members, but okay. I'm not entirely sure. Like about him that. as a kid. Uh, anyway, so this this guy, um, he's a South Florida native, uh, but he was born to Ecuadorian immigrants. Mm. Um, so I was that's kind of ethnicity. Where a brief, very brief background. Um, this is his sixth album. Whoa. Um, so yeah. So before we get into the the thick of it let's go ahead and play one of my favorite songs from the album and i think the one that best encapsulates the theme of the album or the theme of this podcast week um which is uh pais nublado all Uh, right i like this song play it from the top yep play it from the top okay Obsesionado 
con mi boca habla sin respirar despacio te digo porque nos falta un tiempo más para pasear este país nublado este país nublado para pasear este país nublado este país nublado and I haven't lost my mind well that's the first time i've actually looked at the album cover and it is really uh, yeah i guess um, i just had it on the collapse version when i had it plugged in that's uh yeah. that's, that's a good looking uh don't really know yeah, what's going on there's there. There's people smiling. It's called "This Is How You Smile." This the words is how are in the shape smile. of a smile. So, this is, is this... how you smile. I don't. I didn't look up the lyrics or like pay. I guess pay enough attention to the lyrics. But is uh-huh. there an element of like teaching childhood? Like, because so, um, like the the name of the album, "This Is How You Smile." It, to me, that like makes like me think of this. A, yeah, like uh, like an elder person, elderly person figure teaching, teaching a, a younger person how to do something yeah right? or like even an infant right it's kind of like it's showing someone something without speaking to them it's like this is how you smile i'm not going to tell you how to smile i'm going to show you with right. like my face which is show crazy because it's um, like maybe that's a metaphor for like the music like he learned his culture through his music i don't know like i'm not entirely sure i know that his music uh, focuses a lot on his his culture and his history as a Latinx individual. Um, there are you know some lyrics on this album that that talk about that. I think it's also a personal album, so my guess would be that it's kind of just a blend of those and and you know how um, I, I wrote like um, it's talking about personal issues, but also about what it means to be like a person of color or a Latinx person in the United States as like you know a a child of, of immigrants yeah how that's reflected in you know our society our culture um versus you know like drawing from your own inspirations i guess um but yeah um I, I i'm not entirely sure about you know every meaning of every lyric but that would be my guess no i yeah Wait, i dropped the ball Green. in, <laughs> no, in his past think... albums he, he's talked more uh, explicitly about you know being a person of color and, yeah and those type of issues um well I think it also could speak it also could speak to like uh a sorrow or like the kind of like this is how i this is how i adapt this is how i like learn to be happy you know yeah i mean i think and it's like meant a, to be open-ended like, i think it's meant yeah. to be interpreted in different ways I'm i really sure like the album has name. an interpretation yeah, yeah i like it too it's it's an it's like it, it, it i like that also isn't doesn't have a question mark yeah because yeah. it's like uh it's like it kind of keeps that open-ended to how you want to interpret it like is it a command is it someone being you know teaching someone is it Mm -hmm. a question is like this is how you smile you don't really know so i think that's interesting um i really like you know how detailed this album feels um Hmm. 
both in the production, the choice of instrument, and the lyrics. Everything feels like it was placed in a specific spot for a specific reason. Really? Um, Because it's not super complex of an album. It's not like a lot of dense electronics. You know, he like, he picked a few uh, acoustic instruments, like an acoustic guitar, certain drums, um, and also electronic elements. Mm -hmm. And then his vocals, obviously. And I think he weaved them together really nicely because they're pretty simple songs as a whole. There's, they're not that complicated. Yeah. But the way that they're put together and organized, I think, is really meticulous. And mm -hmm. I think that comes through. And even the way that it's, it's, it's produced as well. It sounds really good. And you can hear all those elements very clearly and very well. Interesting. Um, and how he wants you to hear them. And some songs, you know, there, there's, there's differences in the production. Like, for instance um seen my aura that song to me like the production on that one stands out it's like it has a very different feel than yeah. a song like running which is like more of an oh, electronic so good that that's funny those two good. are one of my favorite or were both some of my favorites i like both the songs running is probably my favorite on the album See, as i don't think i like the seen my aura one really i put running and seen my aura were my two favorites Oh, um, I started. There's wait, a so, block of three. It's Phantasma Vaga and the Pais Nublado, and then running like those three in a row. I was like, yeah, "Damn, yeah. son!" Running just like has a really good sound to it. Like it's very crisp. It's yeah. like, very warm feeling. Um, I I like the way it's produced. One of the first things I thought about this because I've heard his music in the past, um, and I, I've liked it, but it's not really something that I've immediately clicked with. But this album, I immediately was like, "Oh, I I really like the sound of this." And it, I think also it's weird because it remind a lot of it reminds me of Devendra Benhart. Ben That's Hart. what I wrote down too. The See, way the guitars are, yeah, and his vocals early are very... early Devendra though. And I was yeah. gonna like, say Grady, uh, I had, Crow a, I had a similar reaction because I've seen I've seen him live before. Uh, he opened for Sufjan on the Carry and really? Lowell tour, and I hated him. Really? Like I thought it was so like. Wait, Devendra or Halado no. Negro? Halado Negro. Oh, okay. Open for Sufjan, and I thought it was so boring, and I was so, like, he had like the weird silver monster guys like dancing next to him, and I couldn't get into it <laughs> at all. Well, and then when I put this record yeah. on, I was like, oh shit, he's like, this is way better than like whatever he was playing when I, I saw. Him. I think this is his best album. I haven't listened to all his albums super in depth, but I think this is his best one. Um, and I think that his his previous albums were more ambient in like their structures. They were more about the electronic elements, less about cohesive songwriting. Um, and I think that that's where this album shines is that there's a lot of really good songwriting. One okay, one element that I also really liked is the the steel drums on a couple songs. Yeah, the I steel think drums were cool. So well, like, and the songs are almost this. They have this flamenco esque guitars. They have these electronic elements, and then it's just like steel drums, and you're like, why would that work in this well, context at all? But okay, it, so, it does. But somehow. here's the thing, though: a lot of uh, world music, if we, if you will, Jay. Nope, we're not. <laughs> okay. No, we. I won't. I okay. Will not. Well, he will not. So a lot of music in this vein, or I guess like music that sounds a similar way to this, they make use of harmonic percussion, which mm -hmm. is like a really unique sound in general. So like. That would be considered like xylophone vibes, steel drums, like thumb pianos, um, like stuff like that. I think there is thumb piano on this or at least a sample of it or something. But I actually noted that down as well because the use of harmonic percussion is not something you often hear in like pop music, indie music, Western music, like, well, I guess Ameri like North American Western music. Like it's harmonic percussion is rare i mean mm -hmm. vibe like go find a vibe player 
no one plays the vibes yeah. like <laughs> unless what, you're a classical musician or a jazz musician dj even, bone break from X even in plays jazz like finding a good jazz vibe player is super hard and i actually took lessons uh drum lessons when i was younger and my drum teacher made me learn vibes just like a at a basic rudimentary level and dude they're fucking hard to you, play you didn't it's vibe so, with the vibes oh it's so hard because you got to think like <laughs> harmonic percussion instruments right you have to have the skills of a drummer and a piano player at the same time. You have to know what notes you're hitting, but you have to hit them with the precision of a drumstick. Just just quick clarify, you mean a vibraphone. Yeah, a vibraphone. Okay. Yeah. Vibes, bro. Vibes, dude. I know, but just but, to clarify for steel people drums. who don't know what vibes are. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> but steel drums, which you hear on this record a lot, or you know, frequently enough, they're they're not as complex as a vibraphone, but it's the same concept of like you have to be hitting right melodic or harmonic notes and, and a percussion, percussion. So technique the, the, so yeah, yeah. that level of like complexity and like you said like picking things that are really chosen for a reason I, I agree with that now i actually disagree with like the production side of that though like this album didn't feel that thought out production wise to me really yeah like it felt more of like okay this is the vibe i'm going for and let's just set it and forget it like i didn't i didn't notice all these differentiations in like production and like this track sounded different from that production yeah no vibey it was all like this because grady i think got it right like the simplistic nature like i appreciated like the drum sounds he was using for the program beats and like the synth didn't like you know it seemed like they were almost like old pieces of equipment that didn't have a whole bunch of presets to choose from but like that was fine it worked for the vibe it was going for and i I I like that part that's how i heard it too like more like what you're saying jake Mm -hmm. is like it's not to me it wasn't thought out it was just like hey i like this sound like let's just record it raw like pretty much hmm. but i don't know i mean yeah i don't know i like the songwriting a lot too the simple simple vocals with good lyrics like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't do vocal trills and fills and all kinds of crazy and I think weird things like he's just it's just very raw like i'm singing what i'm feeling and you know the lyrics like speak to that too yeah and i think that the lyrics for um for running are a good example of that of using like because he uses very sparse lyrics but they they have good like significance to them yeah and like they the way he sings them because he he sings he really draws out the notes um in the vocals and what he says is like he's not saying a lot but i think that it's meaningful like he's some of the lyrics are like fading true i met you walk my mind terrible loving whole i'm just laughing like it's kind of fragmented yeah. when you read it out loud but the way he sings it you kind of just get these these images and these feelings from them and i think it works grady do you know yeah. what what is what does vaga mean vaga for phantasma i like that song a lot but i was too i never looked up you know what vaga something means that's not what it is vaga. though it's not shit ghost no, it's cow ghost, right? Cow. Kaka. Vaca? Vaca Levaca. <laughs> oh, in, in the locker room at the middle That's school. That's like I bullshit, went to. right? Yeah. Uh, exactly. yeah they would, that got uh, Vaga a means wave. From, wait, no, that's in Portuguese. Sorry. Google's, fa- Google's failing me. Whoa. Whoa. That's kind of an inter- Hey, Google. Uh, what is Vaga in Spanish? No. What is Vaga <laughs> translated from Spanish to English? Vaga is Portuguese for wave. Uh, <laughs> blew it. You blew it, Google. Hey, no. Google, what is Vaga in English? Okay, uh, Google failed. Let me just... If you're just... listening, Google, please make your Google Home more accurate. Google is failing us, honestly. Everyone get a Siri. It means wander. 
apparently. Wandering ghost. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yes. Wandering ghost. Wandering. Yeah. I like that. That that makes a lot more sense. That makes sense. Wave ghost. That sounds like a chill wave. Wandering wave, dude. Ghost wave. New new genre. (laughs) Fuck world music. It's all about ghost wave. We invented it right here. Yeah. Really chill wave music about dead people. No, Um, it's the wave that comes after everything else is dead. Damn, oh wait i gotta tie that yeah exactly so if <laughs> if you would smoke opium to tyler's album and take acid to the mars volta uh this one i said you'd probably want to like i mean yeah what could, drug are you gonna do to this one jake uh i would Mr. take a. i would take i would take clonopin <laughs> and then try to stay awake that's what you're you're told you i don't know, even really know what have, that is i don't know someone gave it to somebody i know at a party and said take mm. these and try to stay awake and i was just like that doesn't sound fun oh that's the one like, from uh uh what movie is that where they do that I don't know. Was the it? one with uh, Sean William Scott and Paul Rudd. Oh, Role Models. Oh, I love that's, that movie. Uh, so it's I'm, not a good oh, movie. That's the one where he's in the woods and he's like, oh, we're going to take some whatever and try to stay awake. Oh, yeah. If we can bang. <laughs> anyway, but you remember remember that show you played with me, like that house party at Chapman where Noah played bass? Uh, yeah. Yeah, James yeah, yeah, is our yeah. drummer. We played at a house or whatever because I forgot to the book one the venue. time you got Noah to actually play bass for no, you? No, he, pl- he played twice for me. Oh, twice, um, okay. Yeah, but no, we were at that party, and the host of the party was passing around Clonopin saying, like, take these and try to stay awake. And I was just like, nah, I'm like, that so doesn't sound good. that seems like the worst drug to do at a party because, like, yeah, take these and try to stay awake. It's like, well... So clearly you're you're probably gonna fall asleep. Like, Sounds like it's like the plan terrible. of somebody who wants to sexually assault you but yeah. doesn't want to try very hard. Take these right. and try to stay awake. Right. Like, you know, hey, like, if you oh, fall asleep, yeah. it's on you. All right. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 she no, also made a no, big no, no, no. bucket of jungle juice that was just like in an actual bucket. Like, Wait, I'm but gone. but also just the. Taking a drug where you fall asleep at a party just sounds like a bummer time anyway. Like, you don't want to fall asleep at a party. You Unless want to start the to keep host you awake. And you want everyone just to pass the fuck out so you can go to bed already. Like, when you're camping and trying to If you're to not bone, ready to party like, hard, then you're not ready to party. Where that would apply to try and stay awake. But, but yeah, some kind party, of... Had, you know I what? Know. I guess it doesn't have to be that. Any kind of downer uh, would be... This was a chill. This was a chill album. And like I said, like I went into it kind of with bad expectations just from that live experience where i saw him and i really i I didn't enjoy it or whatever um and that was in a chill like sufjan was playing like the walt disney concert hall like it was a nice sit down place so it was like chill vibes or whatever um but yeah i was i was blown away by being like oh this is the same dude that i've been you know actively talking shit on based on that one performance but yeah it was cool yeah the synth sounds were rad uh yeah nice lots of nice sounds well so here's my critique on the album because I, I I'm probably the least of a critic out of the three of us. I think Jake maybe the most, and then Grady. But except I'm literally I'd like to, a critic in real life. Yeah, okay, so. Grady's profession is a critic, so <laughs> I also yeah, review albums for free. I guess uh, you do. Yeah, that, you well. both do that. Well, I, technically, I don't review music, so Jake actually has me beat there. Okay. Well, I'm probably the least critical, at least on this podcast. I'd like to. I, I told that Jake critique. earlier that. <laughs> I will be surprised if Grady or Jake can find a record that I actually hate. Which is becoming my goal now. Okay, good. Yeah. That That's going to make it really interesting for the listeners. But <laughs> uh, So my one criticism of this album is that I don't think it's boring by any means, but I wanted more Like when I listened to it. I just... Like Devendra, like so my I I thought of it as like a comparison to Cripple Crow by Devendra Banhart, and what that album has for me is it has this like just quirkiness weirdness factor to it that this one didn't have. Like it was almost too yeah too normal. This 
this isn't about being quirky. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm quirky. just saying. To me, Cripple Crow stands out, and I go back to it more because it's like, oh, I I'm in the mood to hear that like weird quirky song off Cripple Crow. Quirky Ramon. Like, uh, especially what he does lyrically or whatever. But you know, this album to me is like it was good it had a lot of nice sounds i dug it i listened to it i enjoyed it but then after i was done listening to it i was like hmm like i'm excited for his next record because he'll maybe expand on that idea or well, like i don't just know it just, felt, out, it just a so. little bit it left me wanting a little bit more okay. that's my i mean i guess that's understandable um I, I i think that the comparisons to ventra are are there obviously i had that first reaction as well but i don't think it's like oh, this should be taken as, like, a Devendra Banhart album from a completely different artist. No, <laughs> and, like, no, being but I, seen in the same scope. No, and I'm not trying to say that at all. I think what I'm trying to say with the Devendra comparison is that you have to have some sort of flair or something that makes you stand out. And I think Helado Negro, like, they just, they aren't there for me yet. They're not, like, one of these, like, bands like Dirty Projectors or Devendra or, like, that have this, like, El- this unrecognizable element that makes them stand see like, it's kind of funny to- you said that because like if this was a Deventra banhart album i would be like oh wow Deventra's put out a good album again <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean that there's definitely truth to that too but i don't know it's this it, episode to me, is brought to you by Deventra banhart <laughs> to me i totally I'm, listen like to. i said i i'm list- <laughs> i'm saying this with the the thought of i'm excited to hear what he does next because i think he too. has the potential to be that for me to be like one of my standout bands but, but i'm sure that would mean the world not, to him it's just I'm not sure quite just like... there yet for me <laughs> all right you fair know enough. fair enough that's what i'm saying okay all right well let's uh let's wrap this up do we have any closing thoughts here yeah jake well jake since jake won last week he gets to pick our theme well we'll get to that well let's week. okay so uh let, let, let's figure out who wins this one, though. And oh, yeah, right. We, we got to do that, that part. All right. Okay. Uh, so what's your record? Are we going just me first? Yeah, and Grady. You, and then Jake. Grady, okay. what's your record? Uh, I am going to go with uh, Tyler's, the Tina Arwen album. Yes. I like that one. The Mars Volta was just not, not pretty good. My, and a cat just jumped onto the uh, recording table. So. Yeah, just good thing he didn't hit the keyboard there. That's a good – yes, that is good. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I vote for the Tina Arwen album. God damn. All right. Sorry, Jake. In that case, Jake, what's your record? I'll go last. Why do you get to go last? I don't know, because he picked mine. But you're going to pick Mars Volta, probably. All right, fine, I'll go. (laughs) Yes, I'm picking Mars Volta. But, but... (laughs) See, Grady knows. It was close. It was close, because Mars Volta, to me, I've listened to this record many, many times for many years. Like, I, I think it was shown to me, definitely not in 2005, but pretty close to that like i listened to this in high school and and i think even maybe in like middle school but i don't i love this i love the mars volta i love that record so i think james showed it to me maybe in like probably i remember being stoked that he had it or it was one of the few things because james gave me so much music like me being like no i know that record because they opened for system of a down um, yeah, this cat, man. The cat is <laughs> now rubbing against the microphone. I, stand. too, would like to vote for the Mars Volta. So No, uh, you can't do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. No, that's uh, – I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but, Tyler, I, I vote for your record. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That means so, I see? win. There you go. Wow, now we're all tied. So now just... you don't need to go to Anthony for validation to get somebody. <laughs> you got it right here. We're oh. all we're all even. Nice. Even no, remember Steven Anthony voted for it. mine, so technically oh, yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah then definitely don't go to him. Well, I was thinking, what if we all? What if it's a tie though? 
Like, well, if you voted for Grady's and I voted for yours and he voted for well, it's a tie. The record stays as is. That's, and, that's wow. what we call a stalemate, All right, brother. Stalemate. Yeah. All right, well, we're at 1-1-1, and since Jake won last week, we have to pick a theme. Yeah, or he has to pick off. our yeah, theme. I'm going to pick a theme. Uh, so the theme is uh, you have to pick an album from the year that you were born. Yes. Okay. I already know nice. what album I'm going to pick for this because I was thinking about it, and I was looking up albums from 1994, and they're only like – a couple that I genuinely see. I was into. I thought you would have the hardest of that. And you're just like, what are the '90s? No, there's a lot of <laughs> '90s music I like, but in 1994 specifically, there's only a couple albums that Is I. Is it an album I by the band to. Bush? No, I don't know that band. Okay. <laughs> you'll you'll have to see. You don't know Bush. You don't know Gavin Rosdale. He was married on Gwen Stefani and then cheated on her with some girl that was a less attractive Gwen Stefani. Oh no! I will no. say though Rookie that mistake. you yeah. both will almost certainly know this album, but. I mean, oh yeah, kind of limited. There. I want to know because I don't know that much albums from nineteen ninety. Had either so. of you guys heard Tinarwin? I have, I had heard them a bit. I had not listened to the album in its entirety. That, that album you hadn't heard? No. Okay. I had and not had heard not. them. Had you heard Halado Negro? Yes, because I had seen him, but okay, not this yeah. album. But not this and album. I had heard this album because you showed it to me a month ago when it came out. Did you listen this to this? Yeah, I did. Damn collusion, uh, I, I did. shit! You guys need to. Okay. One of you needs hold, to move. Hold on, I'm just saying. I'm the only one that accomplished the actual goal this week as well. Finding a record that we haven't all heard. All right. Well, I had done that like the first two weeks or whatever while you guys were scratching uh-huh. each other's backs. I'm just pointing it out because of you giving me shit for it before. Well, so. Thanks for stepping up and all the albums were grammatically correct. So oh, Wow, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about grammar. Thank no, God. No, I didn't Quick, have to. Let's end There's this nothing to talk about. about okay, so uh, the book that I brought to read from today oh, God, no. is... No, I'm just nope. kidding. No. But yeah, okay, so there we go. We're all at 111, even across the board. Next week's theme, or well, I can't say next week. Cause yeah, next episode. Well, Tyler will have this done by the end of the day so we'll, we'll just keep the ball rolling because i do not i'll skip wanna, dinner yeah. you guys go out and eat i'll edit the podcast yeah you can't hold my blood sugar hostage anymore because that <laughs> violates a lot of ada rules um but anyway so <laughs> albums that came out the year that we were born american right. dental association yeah Americans with Disabilities Acts, you fucker uh, and diabetes is considered a <laughs> disability wait i thought there was a different name for that no no it's ada, you heard ADA no. compliant I thought there was another letter in there. Nope. I, well, it's I no wonder that your chain of restaurants of was closed down, Grady. Don't value ADHD. No, okay. Are you thinking of ADHD? No, 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 no. ADD? That's not what I'm thinking of. I, I, no, okay. that's not what I'm thinking of. Because those are disorders, too. I, I thought there was something. I think I'm thinking of another thing. All right, we'll have anyway. Grady caught up and ADA compliant by the next episode because <laughs> yeah, he is geez. a lawsuit waiting to happen. Jesus. Yeah, so many lawsuits waiting <laughs> right, to happen. All right, so please this. follow us on our new Instagram. Look us up. Uh, what's your record? Is there is it our podcast in the name or is it just what's your record, Grady? Uh, yeah, what is yeah. our Instagram? Is it what's, what's your record what's, podcast? No, it's just what's your record. With yeah. a question mark at the nope, end? No question nope, mark. No question Can't mark. Have a question mark. Uh, we're still on SoundCloud. Uh, I think that they're hiding or getting rid of our older episodes as we put one up, but I don't want to pay them. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. We can yeah. host them all on Mixcloud. Nobody's checking us out there, so just yeah. If you up. want, if you want the full archive, check out Mixcloud. If you want the latest episode, check out SoundCloud. If you yes. want the Spotify playlists. You can't go on the SoundCloud app. You have to go on a desktop, and they'll be in the descriptions. Or, or we're going to post them on our Twitter. Or they're on Twitter. But or, definitely yeah. check out the Spotify playlist before 
you listen to the episode or after it doesn't matter but they definitely give but remember the full not at the same time don't right, do it right, at the right, same right, time right. it's not gonna work oh, i gotta remember that all right yeah, but, all right cool thanks for listening everybody all right till next time